Dennis and Hoffa Day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome everybody to Total Health. Hi and welcome to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina Aladoc and I'm here today in the studio with Dr. Ron Ray. And uh, today we're talking about exercise and health and it's the practical application of exercise and health for our home here on earth as well as how that can carry over into our home in heaven. Welcome Dr. Ray. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Well, I was asked to talk about an area very dear to my heart, and that is a healthy life. And God said, I want you to have life, and I want you to have it more abundantly. And what does he mean by that? Did he expect us to be on earth, and this earth is full of sin? Did he expect us to live in such a way that we are in constant misery? I don't Or think so. did he want us to have life abundantly and be healthy so that the healthier we are, the more we can represent what God wanted us to be, and the more we have the energy to share the gospel with others. So, when you're healthy, you really have more energy. And when you exercise, you tend to want to eat better. And when you exercise, food tastes a little bit better, sleep feels a little bit better. And so the time that you are up, you have a lot more energy and a lot more joy. And so you're really living life more abundantly. And so I teach in the field of exercise. I'm actually a physical therapist. I teach in the School of Physical Therapy at Loma Linda University. And I also teach classes for the School of Allied Health in physical therapy. I teach in the School of Public Health in doctoral and master's programs. And I teach in master's and doctoral programs in nutrition and dietetics. So I kind of have a broad spectrum of where I uh, have or I'm teaching students. And one of the classes I teach is to the master's and doctoral students in uh, nutrition and dietetics. So mm-hmm. they're going to be registered dietitians. And I kind of start out in the way that I say, well, I am more of an exercise professional than you are. But you guys that are in the nutrition field are going to know more about nutrition than I do. And so, invariably, when you are helping someone be healthier and having a more abundant life, the first thing that someone says is, I want help with an exercise program. Or they say, I need help with my diet. Either way, if a patient comes to me and is after an exercise program, that's kind of right in my wheelhouse, and I can set them up on a structured exercise program, maybe change their activities that they do for fun, 
But invariably, they will eventually ask me about nutrition. Vice versa, you get patients that go see a registered dietitian help me with my diet. How do I eat healthier? What should I eat? How should I cook? And that they go, oh, that's in my wheelhouse. But over time, they say, you know what? I'm eating well. I'm starting to feel better. I feel like I have some energy to start exercising. How do I exercise? So you really cannot separate exercise and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, one's going to overlap into the other. Now, <clears throat> for me, I just turned 60, unfortunately. <laughs> I turned 60 in March. And that kind of was a wake-up call for me. It's like, oh, I think I am now officially old. <laughs> and so, but I don't feel old. You don't look old either. And so I go, well, this is the time where I should really pay attention to health and nutrition. And so I really pay a little bit more attention to it than I probably used to, Mm -hmm. especially when I was younger. But at this age, I can look back at my life and see certain generalities in academics in social environments, in what I eat, in what I do for social activities, and what I do for a structured exercise program, what I do for my relationship with God. And so if you look at those different components of one's life, you know, you have the social, the spiritual, mm-hmm. the academic, the nutritional, the the exercise components. And I... I see that they are all the same. God has created us with a structure that we can approach all things in the same way. So if, for instance, you and I want to become friends, what's the best way to become friends? To find something in common. Find something in common and then spend time together. Okay. So therefore, if I want to have a spiritual life, I've got to spend time with God. If I want to have a fit life, I need to spend time exercising. If I want to achieve something academically, then I need to spend time studying. Just like I would if I want to gain friends. I want to spend time with those people. And so when we, when I... We come back after this uh, break. I want to talk about, well, how or what are the steps to gaining victory over each of those segments? Uh, We still have about two minutes left until our next break. Could you maybe give us a a quick overview overview of the steps? Okay, so it's not something that you necessarily need to write down. But it is something that is a thought process, is if I want to be good at something, then what do I need to do to be good at that? Well, when you study, everybody knows, oh, to be good at academics, you're going to have to spend time reading, Mm -hmm. spend time reviewing the material. 
if you want to have a good relationship with God, the first thing, well, there's an instruction manual of how to become the Bible. Yes, mm-hmm. the yeah. Bible. And then I need to talk to them. Prayer. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the sanctuary message, for instance, you have the table of showbread. That's supposed to be the word of God. Mm-hmm. Where you have the incense table of incense where those are supposed to be the uh, prayers that go to heaven. And then, of course, on the other side, you have the candles in which that is supposed to be when I and my Students say this all the time. You are so excited about what you talk about. Mm -hmm. And that's because I want to share it. When I'm excited, I want to share it. And that's the way we should be in all aspects of our life. That's really good to know. And it's always nice to see a professor that's really enthusiastic about what he or she teaches. Um, You know, and I look forward to hearing more about that after the break. It's now 5.15. We still have about 45 minutes left of today's show, so don't go anywhere after the break. Uh, If you want to call us, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. That's on Guam. Uh, From the CNMI, we'll have those numbers up after the break. Uh, If you're tuned in on Facebook... Go ahead and leave a question or comment in the comment section below and we'll get back to you after the break. day-to-day lives are affected so much by events of yesterday, last year, our childhood. The joys and pains of past moments carry over and often bring us either happiness or hurt today. Unfortunately, the painful parts have a way of sticking around. In those moments when the past threatens your present and you're uncertain about the future, God is the same through it all. Let Him in. He's very good at moving things forward. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. See Joe Osmosi, and thanks for listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111 in Guam or in the CNMI. The number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. If you missed the numbers earlier... Um, from Guam, if you're calling us from Guam, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. From the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. You can send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, via signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. Uh, today, right now, you're tuned into Total Health Live, and we're here with Dr. Ron Ray, and we're talking about exercise and nutrition and how preparing for that here on Earth can also prepare for, um, I guess, a continuity or continuing that in our home in heaven. Well, whenever you choose a category, 
whether it's academics. A lot of people can relate to academics because all of us went to school at some point. And when you spent time with your homework, mm-hmm. then the better you knew that homework. And then the quizzes or the tests did not seem difficult. So every year, you know, I teach at uh, Loma Linda and every year I get students that say, oh, your quizzes are so easy. And then I get students that say, oh, your quizzes are so difficult. And invariably, now with technology, we have all of our uh, lectures and our textbooks. They're all online. And we have a learning platform which allows us to track how long each student is spending reading the text, how long they spend looking through their notes. I give them study questions to answer. Have they done those study questions? And I can actually go through and say, well, If the quizzes seem difficult to you, it just means that the information is not as familiar to you as it should be. And so I take them on to their learning platform and show them, see how you haven't gone through the study questions, see how you haven't listened to the lecture, do you see how you haven't read the chapter? And they don't know, at least the first quarter at least, that I can track all this stuff. And so when they start studying, spending time in their textbook, listening to the lectures, going through the sample or study questions, then the next quiz comes around. They say, oh, my goodness, the quiz is so much easier. Well, things are easy when you know the answer, Mm -hmm. right? How can a question be difficult if you know the answer? So what I like to do is go through and say, what is it that the Bible says about nutrition? What is it that the Bible says about exercise? Well, if you look at the Bible, there's not a lot of information on exercise as we know it today. Uh, I'm old enough to remember the beginning of the health club. And so today's citizen, I guess, would say exercise is only when you go to a facility and they have machines and bikes that don't go anywhere and treadmills that don't go anywhere. And that is what we call exercise. Now, it's true that is called a structured exercise program, but there's also something called activity level. What is your activities. Because before, let's see, when I was, well, we'll say in the 70s. I'm that old. (laughs) And in the 70s, there was a guy by the name of Jack LaLanne. And he's a fairly famous person, especially if you're middle-aged, you know who he is. And every year he would do some great physical feat that would try to promote exercise. And in later years, he promoted more nutrition with the juicing machines and things like that. But uh, there was no exercise facility. Yeah, there were some of those that were, let's say, Gold's Gym or these hardcore gyms where people were bodybuilding way back in the 
60s, maybe late 50s, but as far as mainstream exercise facilities like 24-hour fitness, LA Fitness, Bally's Fitness, or some of these larger chains, those did not exist before the 70s. And so what did people do? People now are less fit, more overweight or obese than ever before in history. Yet we have more knowledge, we have more facilities to exercise, but what is happening? So you want to look at the uh, uh, Bible first, and then as Seventh-day Adventists, we also have Ellen White that we can look at and look, what do they say about nutrition? What do they say about exercise? And so looking through the Bible, you really don't see exercise, except I have, a, I brought a verse here that uses the word exercise with the, the definition that we think of exercise today. And it says um, here, it is in 1 Timothy 4, 8. And it says, bodily exercise profits a little. That means it's not that it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. It's not that it doesn't profit you. But it's only a little that it profits you for God's kingdom. And so it goes on to say, but godliness is profitable for all things. And so then it says, having promise of the life that is now is uh, that which is to come. So godliness will profit us now, but also to for the kingdom to come. Where exercise is going to be good for us here, mm -hmm. but we all know that when we get to heaven, we will run and not be weary, right? Yeah. And so... We're going to have all the energy and the perfect bodies in heaven. So the only thing exercise profits us is here on earth is, as I see it at my age, is it will profit you here on earth. But the process in which that you learn to exercise, learn to have temperance, learn to have forbearance and perseverance, that will help you not only with exercise, but it will help you with your social interaction. It will help you with your academic uh, goals. It will act, uh, help you with your um, study of God's word. And so we use the word temperance. You have temperance in everything that you do. Temperance in what you eat. Temperance in how you exercise. Temperance in how you study. Temperance in how you have a regular scheduled time where Daniel, three times a day, kneeled down to pray. That was his routine. So that's mm. temperance. And so temperance has its place in every aspect of our lives. And so that's what I was talking about earlier at the beginning of this program is I see that now at my age. I look back. Oh, yes. The same we treat everything that we do in life the same way if we're trying to do a good job. Mm -hmm. And what has happened with media is you get to one extreme or the other. You know, if you're going to exercise, oh, I'm going to be all out and I'm going to be this exercise person. Or I'm going to be the couch potato at the other end. And so I, I want to come up with a 
protocol, if you will, a thought process and how to approach everything in your life. And if you apply this thought process or approach to every aspect of your life, it appears to me, reading through Ellen White's books and reading through the Bible, it appears that God has a plan and it's the same plan in every aspect of our life. And I'm going to, after the next break, kind of go into how that affects exercise and diet. Because if you do one, you're going to want to do the other. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to be known as just the exerciser, right? You want to have all balance of life or a balance in all of your life. And so that's what I think God meant when he says, I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. It didn't mean just to be healthy nutrition-wise, just to be healthy body-wise. I just keep repeating these, you know, your social, spiritual, uh, academic, nutritional, exercise or activity level. So if we start off right before the break, and then I'll continue on, if we start out looking at academics, what I gave the example, spending time. How do I spend time if I want to exercise? Well, I need to exercise. Well, the first thing that pops into some people's head, oh, I don't want to go in and get on the treadmill and just, oh, it's just miserable. So when I teach a class uh, that I used to teach to the nutrition and dietetic students, it was called Exercise Physiology and Medical Nutrition. So we tried to combine the two, nutrition and exercise. And I said, the number one thing that trainers do with clients is they want to kind of crack the whip. Now, mm-hmm. everybody has their own style, but you crack that whip and say, you've got to do this to be fit. And so they're going to choose an exercise for you that they like or they think that you might like. But for instance, my wife loves to swim. And so she'll swim and swim and swim. She'll, here in Guam, she goes out to Tumon Bay and swims, you know. That is not appealing to me at all. But that doesn't mean I don't like to swim and play in the water, snorkel and look at things, but I'm not going to swim laps in a pool or even laps across Tumon Bay. That is not fun. But what is fun for me is mountain bike riding. And so I enjoy doing that. I also enjoy playing basketball. I also enjoy playing beach volleyball. So whatever it is that you choose, just know it does not have to be a structured exercise program that you would put in or go to a gym for, a facility. Mm -hmm. It can be on what we call the life activity level. So those are the two levels of exercise, activity and a structured exercise program. And we can talk about that after the break. Yeah, I'm really curious about the um, the life activity level. I know that, you know, there may be a few listeners at home who probably stay home and they would prefer to stay home. So I'm a little curious about what we can do 
I guess, at home to stay healthy. Yes. Yeah. So I'll go over a plan for if you have a gym to go to. I'll mm -hmm. make that short and sweet because you can go to YouTube and find out tons of structured exercise programs. But I'm going to try to concentrate on what we do in our own home. All right. I look forward to that. Um, I hear the break, so I hear the music, so we're going to go ahead and go to a break. But if you have a question, you're listening at home, you want to call it in. Our number to call on Guam is 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Send us a message via WhatsApp, via text, via signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from this ENMI. And if you're tuned in via Facebook, just leave your question in the comment section or message it to us and we'll get back to you. We'll be right back after the break. Embrace the memories. Share the race. Make new friends. Finish the race. Be that good and faithful servant. The life you live is a race. Not to keep up with the Joneses, but to follow God. He's marked out the path. It won't always seem easy, but that's why you have friends. We'll run with you as companions in this mutually beneficial journey. Your continued support allows us to blaze a spotlight on this amazing race. Joy FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. Hello and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Ron Ray and we're talking about exercise and nutrition. Right before the break, we were talking about hmm, structured exercise, exercise. In the home yeah, versus a structured exercise. Mm -hmm. program. That's what we, that's what it was. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, so uh, one of the questions I I get a lot is I don't like going to the structured facilities, getting on the treadmill, the Stairmaster, or the bike, lifting the weights. And so I, I also talked about how those didn't even exist really before the 70s to a large degree. And mm -hmm. so what is it that we do or can do in our everyday life that can make me fit keep me healthy and one of the things that's very important is reduce the risk factors of the main things that kill us cardiovascular disease hypertension diabetes obesity so heart disease high blood pressure yes yeah for yeah for the average person yes mm -hmm. and so one of the things that we look at is duration mm -hmm. how for how long, and intensity, 
how intensely do we exercise? So the big one now is HIT, right? The high, high intensity, intensity, right? And the, the general acronym is FIT, frequency, F, I, intensity, and T, time. But if you look at the FIT online, you'll a lot of times see F-I-T-T, and that's frequency, intensity, time, and type. Hmm. What it is that I actually do. Now there's two categories. One is the musculoskeletal where we do the weightlifting, I think of the weightlifting, and the other is the cardiopulmonary, your heart and lungs. And so what is it that I choose to do, number one, should be based on what you enjoy. Just because my wife enjoys swimming does not mean I have to swim. Just because I enjoy biking doesn't mean my wife needs to bike. It's nice if you have somebody to do it with. Uh, I actually used to, a long time ago, teach high school. And to the seniors, I would teach a PE class called Lifetime Activities. And that was a class specifically designed to teach students activities that they could do on their own outside of a gymnasium by themselves or with one other person. So we assume lots of people get married or have a significant other in their life, whether it's a cousin or a best friend. And what can I do? So you have things like tennis. The latest rage now is pickleball. I just picked up pickleball probably less than three weeks ago. It's very fun. And lots of people can play. You don't have to be skilled a lot to have fun. Tennis, on the other hand, you have to have some skill. And so we would do archery. We would do golf. We would do uh, running, biking, uh, tennis, all your racket sports, racquetball, pickleball and things that you can do by yourself or with one other person. And so these are what we call activities or life activities. Now, there was a research uh, project that was done and what they did is they put on a monitor on a whole family that they were gonna do activities throughout the day. They were gonna clean the house, they were gonna mow the lawn, they were going to uh, do the everyday, take out the trash, just whatever they happened to do each day. And they kept track of them for a week. And they did the same thing with what they were relatives, but they had the same size family. But that family was into going to the gym, going to a facility where they had the treadmills, the bikes, the weights. And they kept track of the time from when they ate breakfast tell the time that they got back from the gym or the other group got back from doing their activities and were ready to go to work. Mm -hmm. And they found out they basically burned the same number of calories. Are we burning the calories? So they, in the exercise physiology world, there is the never-ending question. What burns more calories? running a mile 
or walking a mile? I want to say walking. Ah, they burn the same. Oh, do they really? And, you know, some people will want to argue with that and say, well, if you do this, it burns more calories. Basically, within a calorie or two, it's pretty much the same. And the reason behind that is when you run a mile, it's kind of like the adage, what weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of bricks? Well, they're both a pound. Mm -hmm. And so when you run a mile, you are working at a higher intensity. Mm -hmm. That is true. But the mile is done fairly quickly. But if you walk a mile, yes, you're not as uh, exercising at such a, a, an intense level, but that activity is continued on for a longer period of time. And so for the most part, you're pretty much burning the same number of calories. That's pretty cool. And so... With that being said, does it matter if you go to the gym and exercise at the gym or does it matter that you do something active? Now, if you're mm. training for, you want to be a marathon runner and you're trying to reach a certain goal for athletics, that's going to be different. Mm -hmm. But if you're just looking for overall health, to reduce your risk for all of the big diseases, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, obesity, diabetes, even cancer. And oh, wow. so a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't need to be Mr. Fitness or Mrs. Fitness. I just want to be healthy and have life more abundantly. So what is it I can do at home? So. What can we do at home? You need to, first of all, uh, whatever you decide to do, right? The Bible says, whatever your heart decides to do, do it with all your might. And so do a good job. If you're going to sweep up your house, you're going to vacuum your house, you're going to paint your house, you're going to um, wash the clothes, you're going to make your bed, you're going to mow the lawn, do it with all your might. Do it the best you know how. And just being active, that puts you into a category of not being sedentary. So we've taken a step up. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that will get you fit, but that prevents you from being a couch potato. So we're going to look at it in different levels. Now, above doing the laundry and vacuuming, we want to bump that up a little bit more then we pick an activity. We call it a life activity. Now, I don't want to mow the lawn every day. <laughs> you don't need to mow the lawn every day. But what can I do? Do I like to go for walks? Walks have a lot of benefit. Depending on how fast you walk, you know, my wife is a much faster walker than I am. I like to stroll, as she would say. But it reduces stress. It gets you out. It gets you taking deep breaths. And you say, okay, walking is a level. It's a next level up. And you say, okay, what if I want to briskly walk? And then you have what they call the talk test and the sing test. So how intensely am I going to walk or run? 
depending on your fitness level. So if I can walk and I have no problem talking with you and I can actually sing or whistle while I'm walking, then you are not walking very intensely. We say that's mild intensity. But if I can't sing or I can't whistle, but I can still hold a conversation with you, then we call that a moderate intensity. And if I can't talk to you, say, hey, let's, let's focus on the road, then we say that's a high intensity. And so that's a good way. You don't have to buy a heart monitor. You don't have to buy all these special apps on your phone or this watch that keeps track of everything. They're making it way too complicated because then it makes it stressful. Did I put in the number of miles? Did I put in the time? Did I? We want to look at it as a lifestyle change. What do I do as a lifestyle? What do I do on a day-to-day -day basis? So walking or running are probably two of the best exercises you can do. Now, your fitness level a person can, that walks uh, can get just as good of an exercise as someone that runs if the person that runs is more fit and the person that walks is less fit because you've got to push your body to its level. Like, for instance, when you're learning your ABCs, well, that's the very beginning level. Then you learn to read Dick and Jane stories, right? And then you higher and higher level. So... Walking, if you can get to the point where I can't sing, but I can hold a talking conversation with somebody, then moderate intensity is all you need to reduce the risk of the big ones, right? Mm -hmm. heart, heart disease, heart disease diabetes, high blood pressure, yeah. diabetes, mm -hmm. and obesity. And so mm -hmm. you don't need to exercise at a high intensity to be healthy. You just don't. If you want to be competitive in a particular sport, then yes. Then we come into the uh, next level. It's okay, I don't like to walk. I don't like to run. Or my knees don't allow me. Uh, my hips don't allow me. Well, then you look at biking. So I'm a physical therapist. So if I have um, a patient that has a hard time walking, I put them on a bike. Mm -hmm. I get them interested. Do you like biking? Now, swimming is another activity you can do if your hips and knees can't take it. Another thing you can do is at the university where I work, they have something called the twinges in the hinges. <laughs> People with hip and knee problems mm -hmm. that like or used to like to run or walk, they go to the pool. And they walk in the pool. They have a shallow end in where they, it's usually about waist deep. So when you go to your belly button, you're about 50% weight bearing. So it takes off about half of your weight. So they call it twinges in the hinges. If you get little twinges in your hinges, then you can walk in a pool. So that's another example. And they like it because there's a group. Now, one of the best things that you can do for an exercise program, whether it's structured or lifestyle, is to do it with someone else. For now, accountability. Accountability, but social. Mm -hmm. Make it social. 
So I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. We share our day. We share our struggles. We share our victories. And so when we come back, we'll talk about taking it to the next level and how to replace that energy spent with good nutritious intake. All right. I know that we do have a question about that. So when we come back from the break, stay tuned. We're going to answer your question. Uh, For those of you who do have questions and you want to call it in, before the end of today's show, we've got about 15 minutes. If you're calling from Guam, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. From the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. And if you want to send us a message, send it to us via text, via WhatsApp, via Signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. And if you're tuned in via Facebook, can go ahead and leave your question or comment in the comment section below or send it to us via Messenger and we'll get back to you. We'll be right back after the break. back with more total health give us a call with your medical questions number to call in guam is 472-1111 if you're in the seat of mind the number to call is 323-1113 or you can text or whatsapp us at 686-9999 now back to the program Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Ron Ray, and we're talking about exercise and nutrition. Um, Remind us again what we were talking about before the break. So we were kind of ending with the level of intensity Mm -hmm. that you can exercise in and be healthy. And a lot of people are more interested in health than competing in sports. I will touch on that. Uh, in just a bit, but um, choosing an activity that you like is go- and then choosing a partner that will do it with you are two of the most uh, beneficial things you can do when it comes to exercise to continue that exercise. And if you don't exercise, you're not going to gain the benefits. So you want to choose something that you like and choose it, uh, choose someone to do it with, if possible, because that's just going to uh, add a level of accountability, but also the social aspect. And when you have the social aspect, it brings you joy. 
we're here at Joy FM, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you want joy and have life abundantly. And part of that is physical, spiritual, social, right? And so we want to add the, um, if you can add the physical and the social together, why not? So then when you are trying to choose activities, whatever that activity may be, make sure it's something you enjoy. Because if something you enjoy, you're going to continue for years. For me, I do not like running. I do not like getting on the treadmill and running or walking. I look at myself in the mirror. That's extremely boring for me. But some people love it. So that's great. But for me, if you throw out a basketball, I'll run up and down the basketball court for an hour or two. And I don't think about exercise. I'm just enjoying it. And so that's the difference between the treadmill and basketball. Or it could be soccer. It could be softball. It could be any sport that you enjoy. And what that does, it takes your mind off of the exercise and onto the activity that you enjoy. And that is where life becomes abundant and you become healthy with joy. And if you're doing it with someone else, you get the social benefit and you get your blood pressure goes down, your joy goes down, your stress goes down, and the benefits of stress relief from exercise alone is very high, but exercise with someone you enjoy being with is even higher. So I do want to touch on high-intensity exercise, and that's just because the media pushes that high-intensity exercise so much. You have to achieve a body that looks a certain way. You have to achieve a body that is prepared for the Olympics. And I was this way when I was young and just out of school. I wanted every single one of my patients to be an Olympic athlete. And I found out real quick that none of my patients wanted to be an Olympic athlete. They just wanted to be healthy. So I am not against high-intensity exercise. Some days I go out and I play basketball for fun, just kind of shoot around. And some days I am highly competitive, running as far as I can up and down the court. But you just want to be sure that you understand that high-intensity exercise where you cannot talk to the person that you are playing with, that is not necessary for health benefits. I'm not saying it doesn't benefit you health-wise, but it's not going to reduce your risk for uh, diabetes more so than mm -hmm. moderate exercise. It's not going to reduce your risk for hypertension or cardiopulmonary disease more than high-intensity exercise. You're going to reduce your risk for all of the major diseases with moderate-intensity exercise. Now, when we had a question from someone about sports drinks, so that this would be a great uh, time to ask that question. What was that question? Um, okay, so the question came in and it goes like this. Uh, it says, my children are very active with sports in school. I give them coconut juice to replenish electrolytes after games instead of the high sugar sports drinks. Are there any other natural drinks or foods I could provide that would be helpful? Okay. Number one, 
is you want to understand what influence does the media have on products out there. So this person was wise enough to know that stay away from these high energy drinks, mm-hmm. uh, Gatorade and things like that. They were invented in Florida for the football team who was playing in a very hot and humid environment at a very high intensity for hours. Mm-hmm. And so number one is you do not need sports drinks, period. Now, some people will get upset at me. You're trying to replace electrolytes. You do not need to replace blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to replace electrolytes unless you are working at high intensity for more than an hour. So if you even go on these jogging uh, like marathons, half marathons, 5K, 10Ks, they will not have sports drinks or water until the first half an hour kind of slot because you need to first be hydrated when you start exercising, have good nutrition before you exercise. And your body with moderate intensity exercise does not need to replenish either of those in the first hour. But if you know that you are going to be exercising for more than an hour, then yes, you can preload at about a half an hour, about 30 minutes into it. But you do not need these high energy drinks. That's just pure sugar with a few electrolytes thrown in for posterity's sake. But coconut water is great, full of electrolytes. Uh, When I was growing up, we did not have these Gatorades or... uh, What's another one? I can't even think of them. I don't even look at them anymore. Um, these sports drinks, we didn't, they didn't exist. Uh, there was a time where they started to introduce soda pop. Mm-hmm. But when I was young, parents brought cut oranges. And so you just have a thermos full of cut oranges on ice. Kids come grab those. You get uh, orange juice. And you have water, and that's all that you need. Now, if you are going for hours and hours, if you're trying to eat, well, then that your stomach is not going to digest it, and you're not going to get the nutrition from that food because your stomach really, during high-intensity exercise, stops. Mm-hmm. So that's when you get the uh, sports, uh, you know, the glucose supplements and things like that. But unless you're competing in a highly competitive marathon race, you never need that, ever. Okay. Is it? Thank you. Um, is it okay if we go to the next one? Yeah, let's one? go to the next All question. Right. So the next question is, um, how much exercise should I get on the treadmill? I walk 30 minutes in the morning and 30 in the afternoon. And is it wise to jog as well? So that's excellent because... You don't want to just be active at one portion of the day. Mm-hmm. Your heart beats <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So exercise in the morning and evening just says, hey, I'm more active. And walking is a good activity. Running has to do with two main things. Do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. And two, will your joints handle it? So if you have knee problems or hip problems, uh, like I mentioned earlier, then biking might be an, uh, another alternative. 
upping your intensity from walking to running, that might be one where if you can handle it, then maybe one of the half hours, your choice, run. And you can also split it. You can walk five minutes, get yourself warmed up, run for 20 minutes, and then end that half an hour with a five-minute walk. So that's another way. Running is a great way to up the intensity, up your physical fitness, because as you become more fit, your heart and lungs accommodate. And so it takes a higher intensity exercise for you to be at the same intensity you were when you were unfit. What I mean is, someone that's unfit will be out of breath walking slow, where someone that is very fit will be not out of breath when they're running. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said that walk, uh, the talk sing test is a good test to perform on yourself to find where a moderate intensity is for you. And so as you become more and more fit, you will need to up your exercise intensity, but it will not feel like it's more difficult than it used to be. Thank you. Uh, we do have two more questions. There's about three minutes left today. Okay. Let's go I through those last few okay. questions then. All right. So how many liters of water should we drink a day? One or two? Ooh, that's the, there's a lot on the social media on water right now. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to drink a gallon a day. It depends on if you're in the metric system or the, uh, the American system. But that is, there is no correct answer. You know, if you look at the study with the lady, it, I think she was a registered dietitian that came up with the eight glasses of water. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, who came up, I mean, how did you decide on that? And how big are the glasses? Basically, uh, I used to give a lecture on water intake, a whole lecture. And it was two hours long. And there are some lectures that will last a week. You can go to a week-long course on how much water to drink. Wow. And I've taken those courses. And basically, everybody differs because how much do you exercise? How big are you? How tall are you? How much do you weigh? How much exercise do you perform? And so the easiest way to tell how much or if you're getting enough water is look at your urine in the toilet. Mm -hmm. So when you urinate, that urine should be a very light, light yellow. If it's white, you've got plenty and you don't need more water. If it is dark, then you need more water. And so if you're an athlete, and we had that lady that talked about her kids were constantly in sports. The, one of the parts of the lecture that I used to give is that uh, if you're an athlete, then you should be constantly drinking water. That means always have water with you. And you should be constantly feeling like you have to go to the bathroom. That means you're going to the bathroom every hour. It's because you're exercising so much and your potential exercise output has a lot to do with your hydration status. Uh, one more minute left. Okay. Uh, just real quick, remind us of the exercises that we can do if we have bad knees. And then afterwards, please close us out. All right. So I mentioned earlier that biking is probably one of the best things you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, swimming mm -hmm. and then walking in the pool. Right. Those are all good exercises. But there are many exercises you can do. Uh, I know some people 
that have bad hips and bad knees will actually paddleboard. They'll kayak. Mm. And so these upper body exercises, although paddleboarding is a whole body exercise. And so if you have bad knees or bad hips, those are some suggestions I would give. Thank you, Doc. All right. One thing I want to add is a quote from the Bible that is one of my favorite, and it has to do with nutrition and fitness. One of the few that comes in. My favorite characters of the Bible is Joshua and Caleb. When they uh, came out of the spies they sent in, and they ended up having to spend almost 40 years in the desert, and they came out. They were fed but with good nutrition, and it said this. This is what Caleb said. As yet, I am as strong this day that Moses sent me. That means to spy out 40 years prior. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. If we take care of our body with good nutrition and exercise, we can maintain our fitness level. He was well into his 80s at that point. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that there was that much time between like related in that and what he had said. I didn't know that 40 years had elapsed. I think it was 38 to be. 38. Yeah, 38 years. Okay. Right around Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Doc. I really enjoyed having you here. And I'm pretty sure that our listeners learned today because I know I did. Um, For those of you who are listening in, thank you for tuning in, uh, for joining us today. Total Health Live is on every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. So tune in again next week, Wednesday. We'll see you again. I think I'm going to be there. Okay, good. Yeah. So if uh, people call in or write in, I can focus my talk more so on the fitness part or more so on the nutrition part. Okay. Thank you. I look forward to next week. All right. Thank you so much. God bless. sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam Seven-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and Sejuas Maasi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM. You are listening to KSDA 91.9 FM. I get Anagani Heights. Guam and simulcast on KORU 89.9 FM. Garapan Saipan. The time is now 6 o'clock. It all began with a story. Not really a story in the once upon a time sense, but a story I wrote about the people of Odyssey. It was called A Day in the Life and told about Connie, Eugene,